Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning, everybody. This is Scott Simons, and if we could just make sure we have our mics muted. I'm getting a hot mic somewhere. It sounds like someone's working out. I would really appreciate it. Okay, thank you so very much. And uh, the app has changed a little bit, y'all. Before, when you got on the stage, you would have to mute your mic. Now you have to do the exact opposite, which I welcome that change. You actually have to, you know, you have to unmute instead of muting your mic. So I'm glad that Clubhouse changed that. I know it changed it for a while, but my name is Scott Simons and you're in Breakfast with Champions. And if you'd please do me a favor, if you would go down to the bottom of the screen, the second button over, we'd have 75 shares right now. If you would click that button, and go and share it out to wherever you want. You can share it out in the hallways. You can share it out to Facebook. You can share it out to your favorite social media. And if you would just put a comment in there, you know, please join us. Uh, you can put in, what is the reckoning? What are they going to talk about this morning called the reckoning? Uh, come meet John Paramore and his tribe. Who is John Paramore? Put whatever you want. Dropping gems, dropping bombs, 
whatever you would like this morning. And the best way to pay someone back for their time that is that is showing up and giving and serving is to share this out, to share their message, to say, hey, if you heard that Scott speaker, if you heard that Ramon speaker, Jeremy or Justin or Larissa, are you following uh, Jeff, are you following these other people? That's the best way you can pay people back for their time. And that's how you can build your network and build your tribe. It's first serving others without asking for anything in return is how you build your network and build your tribe. And I tell you, I am so fortunate to have such an amazing group of uh, friends, of uh, business leaders, uh, some of the rooms and some of the conversations that I'm able to be a part of at this point in my career, I just look around sometimes and say, how in the hell did I end up here? How did a guy from McDowell County, West Virginia, that I'm proudly from, end up in some of the rooms and some of the conversations and involved in some of the events and, and partnered up with some of the people that I'm partnering up with? How did this ever happen? And it's by showing up being authentically me and trying to serve others failing often, but owning up to those failures and trying to right any wrongs, uh, but serving others and, and sharing their message and sharing what they do really helps you build, build your tribe and build your network. So we're up to 90 shares. I sincerely appreciate that. If we could get it up to over a hundred, because uh, John Paramore, my guest this morning, he, he has a unique story. He also has a unique event and we're, we're not here to sell an event this morning that's not what we're here to do he has a different concept for his event that i would like to share for other people that hold events because i think it's truly it's truly unique but um, i met john quite a few years ago through a group called the arte syndicate and our the arte syndicate is a mastermind if you would like to call it that or group um it's the head the leaders of it the co-founders are Andy Frisella, the CEO of FirstForm, and the other co-founder is Ed Milet. And Ed Milet just came out with a book called The Power of One More. Um, he's one of the most dynamic speakers in the world. And, you know, both of those men have became brothers to me. And I would watch them and, you know, I, I consumed their information uh, online through YouTube and I followed them. And uh, I said, man, I'd really like to get in these guys' network. You know, how can I, you know, one, how much can I consume for free without paying for it? And then two, how can, if I have an opportunity, how can I get into their network? Well, years ago, they had an application process. They started the Arte Syndicate is what they started. And um, you had to apply. And I think there was thousands of people applied and they accepted 50 people. And it would be four meetups a year. And it was a high level network of people. You had to turn over, uh, put in a financial statement and you had to apply. And to join the network, to join their network, it was either one payment of 50,000 or five grand a month. Well, I don't care how much money you make. That's a lot of money. And uh, I applied and I got, I got in and I said, now, now what am I going to do? And to be honest with you, I didn't have the courage to spend the money. I said, whoa, I've worked way too hard for my money. I'm, I, my parents gave me all the opportunity in the world. But, you know, when you work hard for your money, you don't part so easily with that money. So I ended up not going. I didn't have the courage to hit the button. I didn't have the courage to do it. I said, I'm just not. Did I have the money? Yeah, I saved my money. I had the money, but I just didn't. I didn't do it. So I moped around and watched all these people level up and get in these rooms and build these businesses together. And they looked different. They spoke different. They just vibed different. They just operated at a different level. And, you know, take the monetary part of it away. This is true no matter what the money is. It's the groups that you're around, the people that you surround yourself. Do they make you better or do they pull you down? Are you the other crabs in a bucket with them and who you surround yourself with is an extremely important uh, for you to be the best version of you. So I ended up moping around for about a year. And my wife of over uh, 30 years, she said, if you get in that group next year, you better join because you've belly ached and you've, you know, had so much uh, remorse for not joining. You better join. You better first, you better make it in next year and you better join. So, yeah, the application process came up the next year, which was, I think, three years ago, four years ago, and I got in and I joined that group. And the group went from, say, 50 or 60 up to about 90 or 100. 
And from that group, one of my Arte brothers was John Paramore. And then from that, John Paramore and I had became really good friends. I've watched his company smash grow. I've watched him grow. Uh, I've followed him through social media. Uh, I see what he's doing. I've learned. I've consumed his content. I've watched what he does. And I said, man, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to align with that guy. We both, you know, care about people. We both want to see people win. We, will, we both want to see people succeed. He is more in the construction, roofing, uh, blue collar, I would say, type of fields. And he can correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm in the auto industry, but I can still learn from other people. I can learn from anybody in this room. You know, I, I learn from Justin every time he talks. Uh, I listen, I learn, I take notes. I take notes in my phone and then I follow back up on it. And if I don't hear it clearly, I go back to breakfastwithchampions.live and I listen to their segments. And I'm always listening and learning. I'm a student of this game called life trying to be the best version of me. And that led me to a friendship with John Paramore. And I said, John, you know, you've got a, you've got a unique story. You've battled some things in life that, you know, other people have went through. And I think you can provide value. We, there is an event coming up. We're not here to sell the event at all. Matter of fact, you've got to apply to even be uh, invited to the event. But his, even the format of the event is different. John just operates at a different level. And I think part of it has to do with some of the struggles that he's went through going through business himself. So, John Paramore, I know you don't spend a whole lot of time on Clubhouse, but I know you're you're extremely busy. You've got a huge event coming up. But, brother, thank you for joining me, and welcome to Breakfast with Champions. Man, I appreciate it. I uh, Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome listening to, um, you know, the segment before, and, and uh, it's it's a good time hanging out with you always, and, and we always have uh, things that we, we chat about and new things we learn and all that stuff. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. So – Tell us, tell us your story. I know that I've learned more through the struggles than the wins. I've more, I've learned more from the losses or the wins in life. Tell, tell the people, tell my tribe here, the people that I've been doing life with now for a couple years that thank all of you for your support and your messages in the back channel and your questions. And I show up here for my segments on Friday and I give you all that I have and do the best I possibly can. But for people that don't know John Paramore, who in the hell is John Paramore? What is smash? And, uh, and tell us your story. Yeah. I'll give you the, um, the, the non, uh, five hour version. Right. So, uh, this I this is my 22nd year in entrepreneurship. Um, 16 of those uh, 22 years were spent in the contracting field. I, I owned a large contracting company. Uh, we did work all across the U.S. We put houses and businesses back to pre-storm condition after hurricanes, fires, floods, uh, things of that nature. We did a lot of insurance restoration work, uh, 19 different states, several different locations, uh, you know, and, and uh, built a business that did about 30 million a year and in annual sales, over 125 employees. Uh, but, you know, the, the wins, when I'm often talking to uh, entrepreneurs, regardless of the level where they are, the wins are always fun to share. But primarily the reason uh, I'm doing what I'm doing today and the reason why my clients hire me is because of all the things that I've experienced and all the losses that I've taken and still kept going with the what most people are afraid to share uh, and don't talk about a whole lot today, especially on social media, social media, uh, nine times out of 10 is like people's highlight reel. It's kind of like a resume. You're not always going to be transparent with what's on the resume because you're afraid of how you're going to get judged or what have you. But I've always lived wide open, fully transparent. And uh, I, I think probably I know the majority of the reason why our clients uh, engage with us is because of my vulnerability. And, and um, I share a lot of, you know, I went through a bankruptcy. I've been through a divorce. Uh, I've had issues uh, with, with the IRS. I've owed uh, a lot of people a lot of money. I've been in situations where uh, I had a gun pulled on me in my office because I owed uh, a guy some money and couldn't pay him. Um, you know, so uh, I, I've had to learn the lessons the hard way. And uh, my entire mission and why we built Smash uh, after I sold my contracting company was primarily to, to help entrepreneurs, uh, number one, who have found themselves in similar situations, essentially get a second start, right? To smash the limiting beliefs that are keeping them stuck, 
a lot of times uh, as entrepreneurs, we, we isolate and we believe that our story is unique. We start to feel alone and we start to create all these reasons why uh, we put ourselves in these situations. But the one thing we tend to fail to do is take the required action that's 100% necessary to shift the game and, and put ourselves back into kind of a, uh, a restart or a, a neutral uh, space. So uh, for 16 years, uh, going back for 16 years uh, in the contracting space, we did some really great things. We were very innovative. Uh, a lot of the clients I work with today are in that same space and, and my sole and primary responsibility to those people. And I'm sure we'll talk about the reckoning and why we built that here in just a second. But my, my big responsibility to these people is to let them number one, know that they're not alone. Uh, I've messed a lot of things up too, but I also know what it takes to reposition yourself uh, and get back into a space of um, being able to tell the truth and a space of nothing to hide and nothing to prove and a space of not being ashamed for what you did, but fully owning it uh, and taking full responsibility from it and being open to the fact that, um, you know, it, it can be rectified, it can be situated, uh, and, and it's just going to take some work. And, um, you know, we, we find ourselves when we're in that space in a position where uh, we know it's going to be painful. Uh, but it's also really painful where we are uh, in those in those moments. And we just have to make a conscious choice and get through it. But most of the time, people don't know where the first step is. How do we take that first step? What What's the first thing that I need to do in order to to get my situation back to, to more of what I want it to be? So that's kind of the, the short version of of um, of who I am and, and what I do. But um, yeah, any questions? I'm 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 all in. I can answer whatever. Yeah, John. So thank you so much for sharing that. And let me ask you a question. How in the heck do you get yourself out of someone pulling a gun on you? I've, I, you know, I've been <laughs> in some pretty dicey situations, but, uh, you know, and I ask some off the wall questions. I'll let you know when I interview somebody, I just, I just ask the questions that people, a lot of people are wondering, but maybe don't ask. Yeah. So how did, how did you talk yourself out of that one? Uh, I think the, the, rational side of, a, uh, you know, you're dealing with a, a human in that moment um, that's, that's operating out of fear. Uh, I was afraid, you know, in all honesty, but, um, you know, I just common sense telling the guy, you know, this is not something you want to do, dude, this is over money. You're going to end up losing your life. I might end up losing my life over some money. Uh, the situation can be, can be situated. I'll work it out with you. We're going to find a way through it. Uh, you know, and, the guy was just really upset. You know, it was a large amount of money, uh, bad situation. Um, and, um, we, I, I thank God that cooler heads just prevailed, you know, like he was really upset. I don't think he wanted to pull the trigger. I think it was kind of his, uh, last ditch effort to get me, to, you know, and he's in a state of desperation. I'm kind of in that same space with him. And, uh, I think at the end of the day, he just kind of rationalized in his mind. He had a family, um, you know, and we just kind of talked through what all he was going to lose and what it was going to end up costing him over, you know, tw basically 20 grand and, uh, you know, that whole situation. So, um, you know, I didn't tell, it was kind of one of those things, right? I could tell where he was. I was definitely nervous in the situation when it was over. I kind of made him a promise that I wouldn't share it with anybody. I'm not going to call the cops on him and, you know, all this thing. And then, you know, about a week or so later, I ended up paying him anyway, but, um, you know, it's in those moments. I don't think if any, anybody's ever been in that space, you don't, you don't expect that to happen. And when it happens, I think you just fall back on, uh, you know, how am I going to get myself out of this kind of situation without getting killed? Uh, and, and, uh, thank God that's, that's the way it went. It just seemed like cooler heads ended up prevailing. Thank God. Well, it sounds like to me, John, that, you know, divorce, bankruptcy, you know, heavily in debt, uh, there's some people that are listen, listening to this, that'll go back and listen to this, and this will be recorded on a podcast that I'll share. For, for someone that's going through a divorce, half of people, half of marriages end in divorce. Bankruptcy happens. You know, it happens, business bankruptcies. You know, people have medical things that come up. What For, for, for people that are going through that, and it may be someone in this room right now, what, what do they need to do to get themselves out of it? it, it you know, is there, a, obviously there was light at the end, of the end of the tunnel for you. I mean, now you're thriving in all aspects of life. But what would you say to that person that is thinking they have nowhere to go? 
they have no one to turn to that there's no, that they're they, they may be even contemplating harming themselves what would you say to that person right now well number one um yeah it got really dark for me uh i i also went through that process of like um there is no way out the only way out is for me to end my life and then i realized um you know over a period of time how selfish that was the, the repercussions and how selfish that was going to end up being like how that was going to impact my kids long after i was gone how that was going to impact my family long after i was gone how that was going to impact uh everybody that i on my teams and and that i i was in current contact with that i had impacted their life on some level so the fallout from that was far greater uh so i kind of um reconciled that in my own mind that that was no longer an option right uh and then i started mapping out like worst case scenarios okay so i go bankrupt uh that doesn't mean i'm a bankrupt human that just means that's something that i made a poor choice uh or a series of poor choices this is something that i'm just gonna have to deal with but it doesn't mean that life ends just because i go bankrupt um i'll, I'll tell you from my own experience putting my my full identity into my business and then losing the business and then going bankrupt after that happened I, it took me a period of about three years to understand that I was not the business, right? That my identity was not the business. I'm still a human. Uh, I'm not starting over. I'm starting from where I left off. You can't take away my skill set. You can't take away all of what I've learned up until that moment. So once I'm on the other side of this, I'm not. I'm. I might be. I might not have a lot of money left. Uh, I might be in a situation where I was in a situation where I lost my house, cars, boats uh secondary properties um you know a lot of assets things of that nature however i also after a period of time understood that i was very capable of getting all of that stuff back if that's what i wanted and so i just shifted the mindset away from uh woe is me victim me uh this is happening to me da, da, da. and i immediately um once i got clear i immediately put myself in this space of ownership okay what you know and so i always you i always say this to to all of our clients we got to do a realistic inventory check right where am i now and what caused me to be here right that's full ownership of action so free from everybody else and 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 all the all the bad advice i received and and all that stuff the only thing that i could manage in the moment was me so so how did i get here what caused me to be here what habits no longer serve me what processes no longer serve me and then uh, my mind shifted to a space of what do I want? Like, what do I really want? Because I, I can tell you, um, it's a it's a slow fade that leads to that bankruptcy, but it's a big loss of 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 losing sight of what you were fighting for. Right? I got to a place where uh, I was getting distracted badly by outside secondary investments, things that I probably should not have even paid attention to. I uh, lost focus on my number one priority inside of my business and myself and my health and my and my mindset and my spirituality and, and who I was as a human uh, and started looking for secondary things to make me happy. I had pretty much lost uh, all the fulfillment side of it. Right. So the rebound of it all started with full accountability and full ownership of all the actions that I Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day took that led me to that space. It also led me to write down all the things that I no longer wanted to repeat that no longer served me. And then getting to a place where I was very, very clear about what I wanted and why it mattered. And once I, once I was in that space, my brain starts um, like going back to the, to, to a version of me that's like creator, right? Okay. Now we're going to go create something uh, epic, right? We're going to take all the losses, all the failures, all the breakdowns, we're going to rewire all of it and we're going to go do it again, only bigger, faster and better. And in a way that we don't lose sight of what we're working to build this time around. Right. So I, I think that's the big lesson in all of it uh, is, number one, you're not alone if you're in that space. 
everything has a way to work itself out, but it starts with you owning all of it. You can't deflect. You can't, you can't try to put it on someone else. You can't try to make it someone else's problem. You've got to take full ownership of it uh, and, and get yourself into this space where you can look yourself in the mirror and, and understand all your faults and, and contributions to the problem. And I think 99% of situations are solvable um, when someone operates from that space. So, you know, when I'm coming into contact with other people that are in a similar situation, if they're not in at the ownership level yet, uh, there's not a whole lot we can do because they're just going to, you know, they're just going to make me their new victim. They're just going to make me the new problem. So it's ownership is, is the very first spot. Yeah, that's so true. You know, most of the times when I was having problems in my life, I just needed to go take a really good look in the mirror. And the problem was sitting right there in front of me. It was, it was me. And often we ask our team before you leave for the day, just go by, you know, before you go home, go in the bathroom, wash your hands, you know, cause we shake a lot of hands and et cetera. And just take a really good look in the mirror and say, Hey, did I do everything I could do today to provide for my family and, and to produce? And if the answer that's no, and you look yourself right in the mirror and another one, another old saying I like to say is, uh, you never know how you look till you get your picture took, mm-hmm. you know, you ever looked at a picture of yourself and you're like, man, like there was times in my life, I didn't even recognize that dude in that picture, you know, and, and, um, and accountability is where it's at. I totally agree. So it sounds like to me, you know, um, you work with a lot of companies, construction, probably paving, uh, probably work with all sorts of companies, but, but more likely that's your expertise. Is that, is that correct? Is that who typically works with, with smash? Like who is your, what, what's your avatar of a customer or, or what are most of the industries that you and your team work with? Yeah. So the, um, when we started smash, I sold my contracting company. Um, and, and we identified really quickly that uh, at that moment after rebuilding that a lot of guys needed help um, in that space, right? Well, they re- started reaching out to us and asking us how we beat them in all these different markets. And then uh, we started helping them. So it, the, the whole entire venture started with us helping uh, people in a similar niche, right? So any, any, any contractor that you would need basically to build a house or a building, right? So that would be like your roofing guys. Your, your carpenters, your drywall guys, your plumbers, your electricians, uh, those types of people, flat work, concrete, those types. And it's, it's evolved from there uh, where it's, it's now in, in several different niches. But I would say our ideal and, and the person we work with the most are uh, companies that are serving the general public that have a large sales team, uh, you know, a lot of inter- internal operations, procedures, things of that nature, primarily in the home service-based industry. But it's it's starting to branch out a little bit from there, but that's that's kind of what the niche looks like. Gotcha. And I'm going to leave time. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for John, I'm going to leave time at toward the end of the, our segment to make sure that uh, that you have time to ask John questions. Because I know that we have people that are here and business owners or that would like to own their own business one day. And uh, I know that you've been through a lot. You know, you've been through a lot in your life and. Uh, to see the man you are today, you would have never known that you battled some of these things that you battled. Like I'm, I'm learning stuff today. I didn't even, I didn't even know to be honest with you, because that's not the John Paramore I know today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when you, when you spoke at uh, Stuman's event through Apex, I mean, your, your speech you gave about recruiting and hiring people punched me right in the face. I, th- I thought you were, and I thought I did a pretty good job and I thought you were talking to me the whole time, but you know, uh, so it's amazing to hear your story and that, you know, you literally, you know, battled from the bottom and uh, you most definitely can uh, share a lot of life experiences and you can relate. You know, we all want someone to be able to relate to our problems and people can say that, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can understand what you're going through. But very few people can relate to some of the things that you you went through so you can relate to these people. Um so it sounds like to me the number one issue when you deal with people uh, is the accountability, um, that they need to take accountability for everything uh, that's going on in their business and not pass, not pass the buck. What would you say another issue that a lot of companies are facing today? You know, this, this day and age with um, some of the obstacles that we have, everybody, quote unquote, is hiring. 
you know, how do the companies that you work with hire exceptional people? Or when you hear someone state, I just simply can't find good people. What do you, what do you say to that? John, I'm, I, I just can't, I, I can, but if I'm coming to you, I, I just can't find good people. What would yeah. you say to me? Yeah. So I, I'm going to take them uh, two separate questions here. Right. So, so what's the common problem that we see and then how do we help people find good people? Right. So the, the common problem that I see, especially from entrepreneurs in today's world, the number one thing is lack of ownership. Uh, so just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you own your shit. And that's a big problem uh, that we're facing right now, right? So a lot of the a lot of people come to me and they want to talk about the symptom, right? It's imagine if I'm like um, essentially like a doctor and uh, you're bringing me a symptom that you have going on in your life, but you don't want to talk about the causes of the symptom. You don't want to talk about uh, what you know deep inside of you is is that your internal compass is telling you to do something, but you're avoiding this thing like the plague, trying to figure out how to hotwire and get past it. Uh, and so my, my, the biggest thing that I see is like people come to me and say, I have a lead generation problem, right? We have a marketing division of our organization. So they come and say, I got a lead generation problem. They come and say, I got a sales problem. I got an operations problem. I've got a fulfillment problem. I've got an internal hiring problem. Um, and then when you look at the person, that you're talking to and, and you, I, I start to ask them questions about what do you want? They don't know, right? They really don't know. They don't have a direct internal um, initial answer to that question because they've just been meandering around, right? And it's like, great, um, how many hours do you work a day? And then we start to find out they're working 14 plus hours a day. And then I'm like, great, okay, are you married? Yes, I'm married, great. How often do you take your spouse on date night? How often are you connecting to your spouse? How often are you connecting to your kids? When's the last time that you worked out? When's the last time that you started taking care of yourself? When's the last time you did self-development work, spirituality work, things of that nature? And they're like, wait, I just need more leads. And I'm like, hey, but here's the reality of the situation. If, if, if you have all of these things out of whack and you're, and you're externally and internally detached from these things and, and you just want me to go teach you how to get more leads, you're going to fuck that up too. And that's just the reality right? Because it's business in and of itself is simple. When you take personal problems and drive them into the business, now we have business problems. And if personally your life is a mess, you're going to bring that mess right into the business and create a compounding effect. So yes, I can teach you how to get leads, but it doesn't make sense to try to expand and grow the business when what you're doing is compounding the problem. All money does, money is an accentuator, right? So if we're internally conflicted, if we got a mess going on at home, if we're detached from our kids and we're feeling guilt and shame and sorrow and resentment and frustration and whatever, and we're trying to sedate it uh, in whatever form or fashion, working too much, drinking too much, watching porn, it doesn't matter, right? Then if we make more money, what it's going to do is it's going to compound the problem. It's going to make the situation worse. It's going to drive us further away from solving the issue, and it's going to make the problem genuinely much, much, much worse, right? So I speak on that out of my own experience, right? And we all have these two voices talking to us all the time. We got this one voice that's telling us, these are the action steps that we need to do. This is the work that I need to do. This is the stuff that I have to do. And we got this other voice trying to talk us out of it. And, and if we look and take just a summary or an inventory of our life as it is right now, one of those two voices is winning. And so when you're when people come to me and they say, I need leads, I need to make better hires, da, 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 what you're getting right now is the direct result of what you're unwilling to do. So it's not that you need more leads. In reality, it's that you need to you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what is it that you're avoiding? What's the work that you're avoiding that if you would just do that freaking work, you would have all the leads that you can imagine? And I don't care if that's going back to the other question that you asked, how do I find great people? I can't find anybody that wants to work. The first question I would ask you is you, we tend to attract who we are. It attracts it like finds like, what are you not doing? What are you not doing? How are you not being a beacon? If you're being an example and everybody can see that, that you're the example and you're a hard worker and you're working your ass off, you're going to attract other people inside of your space that also work their ass off. 
If you have drama inside of your company, it's because you're drama. If you have people inside of your company that half-ass work, it's because you're a half-ass leader. And, and, it, and it all comes back to the same thing, Scott, just like we were talking about. You got to own your own shit first. You can't, we can't lead people beyond our capacity to lead ourselves. We can lie to ourselves all the time and say that we can, but we can't. And that's just the truth. So if I look at myself in the mirror and I take a real inventory check and I say to myself, is this the best version of me? And the answer is no, brother, I got work I got to do on me first before I can go tell or invite or involve anybody else and what they're doing. I got no right to go put judgment on anybody else unless I can look in the mirror to that man and say, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you because you're every day grinding on the things that you know need to be done. You're, you're, you're constantly taking an inventory check and asking yourself, where are you weak? Where are you inefficient? Where are you exposed? And you're going to work and going to war on those things. You're reconciling those things every single day. So I, anybody that comes to me and they're like, how do I find people that work, that want to work? Dude, you, you work, you be the example and you will attract those people into your space. I can promise you that. Now, is that, are you gonna sometimes get people in there that don't 100% line up? Yeah, your standards are gonna change. Your core values are gonna change as you evolve. They get a choice to evolve or not. They get to experience things in accordance to their own experience, but you gotta be the example. And you and, you and me both know that, dude. Like it starts and ends with us. We can't expect our people to do things that we're not willing to do or we're way out of integrity. So it, we have to hold the line. And that's everybody that's listening to this right now or in the future, it starts and ends with us, right? And, and all the things and all the areas of life and all the areas of business, we constantly have to be asking ourselves, are we doing the work? I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not sharing this room out, if you're not pinging somebody, texting somebody and say, listen, you need to get in this room right now. You want to build a good tribe you want to build a good network, then when you learn something and you have someone like John in here dropping bombs on us and, you know, speaking the truth and the truth will set you free. Also, the truth is hard to hear. But if you're not clipping, sharing, promoting it all across social media, that's how you build your social digital currency. That's how you build a tribe. That's how you build a network. Because then they say, well, wait a minute, Ramon is following John? And he's sharing this knowledge and I'm going to start following Ramon. And then I'm going to start following where Ramon goes and listening to his content and serving him because he's serving others. And let me tell you something. It attracts it, quote, like attracts like. If you have a half-ass team and people are half-assing it for you, that means you're being a half-ass leader. That's if right. That doesn't, if that doesn't punch you in the face, smack you around here on a Friday morning and get you pumped up to go lead a team and be the best version of you, I don't know what else to tell you. You may want to check your pulse. John, you're exactly right. And that was part of what you brought up when I heard you speak before. If I have trouble attracting good people, I'm not a good leader. It starts and it begins. It ends with me. It starts and ends with me. If I'm half-assing it, my team's going to half-ass it. So if I want them to stop half-assing it, i got to quit half-assing it. And you are 100% right with what you say. And ladies and gentlemen, please share this room out because I promise you, we still got about 25 minutes to go. I'm going to leave time for some questions. We got the room up to about 246 people. We've got shares up to about 121 shares. Let's continue to share this room. Let's continue. And I'm going to even go check the, yep, the, the chat's on fire. I haven't been able to go back and look at the chat for a little bit. And uh, John, thank you. Your, your message is resonating with a whole lot of people, man. Um, Talk to me a little bit here. What's this reckoning thing uh, that's come? What's this reckoning event? You've got you. You obviously um, asked a, a strong group of people to come speak. What is the reckoning and what's the reasoning behind the reckoning? And why is the reckoning um, a different event than other events or masterminds? What makes this event different? Because I'm asking a question because I know that it is. Yeah. Um, so the, the gist of it is it's not, it's mo a lot of events are, and this is not me shit talking to anybody else, right? I've been to events where I listen to great speakers like Ed Milet, Andy Frisilla, uh, Eric Thomas, right? I, there's some, I've been to some really great events, right? And, and, uh, you get a lot of nuggets from those events, but 
uh, if you're internally conflicted with a lot of different things, those events can sometimes cause you to, to go into a spiral, right? Because they make you feel lack and, and they're exciting to hear and they pump you up and you get re-energized and, and re-inspired. But then when it comes down to practical, tactical execution, you're at, you're, you're so uh, conflicted that you've almost gotten to yourself to this space where you're like, I don't trust me right? You're saying to yourself, I don't even trust me right now. So these guys are saying, move your ass. If I take a step in the wrong direction, I'm afraid it's going to be the wrong direction. So then you're, you're operating from a place of overanalyzing and now you're paralyzed and, and don't know where to go. So two weeks after that event or that, that conference where you were, you're right back to where you were, right? You got some great notes and all that stuff, but you're like, I just need some clarity and what step I got to take the first is you know the first one is which one is it where am i going what's the direction all that stuff right so the reckoning is uh so so there are these comp short short version here right there's these companies that uh are called turnaround companies essentially if you got your business into a, a shit conundrum and you can't figure out how to get it out uh you can find these companies that come in and, and basically do what are called business turnarounds they help you reorganize debt uh they help you restructure all that good stuff well we do that for people that's what we do that's what the reckoning is. The reckoning is a, a very deep dive into the shit, the stuck, the pit, whatever you want to call it, uh, and getting really, really clear about what happened, where, how'd you get here? And, and there's, there's zero judgment. So man, people have come in here and said, uh, I'm in the middle of an affair. I'm in the middle of uh, um, an IRS audit. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm in the middle of thinking about filing bankruptcy. I'm in the middle of a divorce and I'm detached from my kids and I got spousal uh, issues at home. Um, I, I work with my spouse and I can't seem to get on the same page. And I'm afraid if we keep going down this path, uh, we're going to end up divorced and this business is going to be the reason for it. Right? Like uh, I'm, I'm an, I'm stuck in a, in a groove of where I got to go home every night and I'm, and I'm very deep into my phone and I'm, I'm sedating regularly with alcohol and I'm addicted to pornography and, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Like I've heard a, a bevy of things, but there's no judgment when they come here because the reckoning is the reconciliation of all of that shit and putting it to bed and creating an action plan and a path that, that creates an entirely different life. And it's, it's not, it's not something that happens overnight, but it's also not something that happens in, in a year, right? We've seen people, Listen to me, we've seen people come in where their marriages are badly detached, they're on the last leg, and, and in 90 days, they're, they're back in love with each other, they're back clear on what they're building together, the life they're building together, they both got in a shitload better shape. I mean, we've got photos of people that have lost 30, 40 pounds in 90 days, and, that's, and, and we don't even do a lot of coaching around health and fitness, that's just an element of, of investing in yourself, caring about yourself, making sure that you're not a liability to someone else. Uh, that's just a component of it, right? So we look at all the things. We leave no stone, stone unturned. Where are you right now in your health and fitness? Where are you right now in regular self-development work? Where are you in your spirituality? And I'm not talking about any particular region, uh, religion. I'm just talking about how are you connecting to you and connecting back to the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, right? Where are you in uh, your regular investment in, into your relationships? And then we flip it and look at your business. Where are you weak? Where are you inefficient? Where are you exposed? Is your marketing on point? Are you getting leads at will? Is your sales on point? Are you making sales at will? Is your internal operations stuff mapped out? Do you have an SOP? Do you have POAs? Do you have internal operations agreements with your people? Do you have core values? Do you have a mission statement? Do you have a vision statement? Can you fulfill at a higher level? What's your customer experience? And then who are the people around you? Do you have people around you that you actually want to do life and business with? Or do you have a culture of tolerance where you're just tolerating the people around you? There are no standards. There's just a whole lot of people in your organization trying to dictate to you how this thing is supposed to go. And now you built the prison. Now you hate your work. Now you hate your life, right? So we're, and that's all fine. We just look at it and we take it for what it is. We make sure that you own it. And then we reconcile it. We go to war, right? We go to war with all that shit and we, we fix it, reconcile it so that in, a, in, in as quick as 90 days, you can have an entirely different outcome, an entirely different path, an entirely different trajectory where we look back and we say, that was a blip. 
that was the moment. That's not who I am. That's not who I'm choosing to be going forward. I'm going to create something different. And from that moment, I, I was given a reset. I was given a second chance. And now I'm going to take full advantage of it and just become a force to be reckoned with. And, and that's what we're creating. That's, that's exactly what that event is designed to do. It's very intensive, very intensive. It is by application only because we can't have bullshitters in that room. We, we eject them out of that room really fast. You come in and try to hide or tell a story. You're not going to live in that space very long. Uh, but that's, we, it's, it's an application-based deal. We bring people in uh, and we bring people like you in and some of the other people we got coming this next round and, and we just reconcile shit and that's what we do. Two days, three days, uh, you know, people are just different, different after that. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I'm so excited and honored to be a part, you know, of the next one that's coming up. Uh, I truly am. And uh, he's got Simons. Yeah, absolutely. He's got just wanted to say he's got this remote. Just can you please make sure you share that link? I got the smash link, but that's like the main site. Give us that link for where to apply and things like that. You're probably going to do it. But while you're talking, can you share that loud so I can put it up there, please? Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I had it, Ramon, and uh, I will, uh, in the back channel, I will text it over to you. I think John sent it to me a little bit earlier. But, John, uh, that sounds, um, I mean, that sounds like a lot of people could really use this in their life. How many people will not make it? How many people come to your events and say, bro, I just can't, or, or you know, male or female, just sit and say, I can't accept the accountability of this. How many people have actually quit? And is that even a thing? Yeah. I, and, and the years that we've been doing this, we've never had a single person quit. The room is filled with such great people, supportive people, um, people that are owning their own shit and, and, um, and, and just do it. I mean, you get sometimes some people in there that won't, that won't let all of their darkness out uh, just out of, fear or judgment or whatever the case may be, but it's a, it typically happens inside of the accountability that's created after that they might come to us after the event and, and maybe not want to do it in the group, but, but, but eventually it comes out like we see it. Right. And then the choice is really simple because the clarity is there. The plan is there. The path is there. It really just comes down from that moment. Uh, which level of pain do they want to choose more? Do they want to do they want to keep going through the pain of being stuck and not reconciling what's going on and and continue on with their current path, or are they willing to go through the pain to create something different? And listen, it's not it is not by any means it is not easy work. It is very very simple work, but it is not easy work. And I've I've had to go through this in my own uh, life and journey, right? Like looking at at a, a situation where knowing that I had to have a really difficult and hard conversation, knowing that it had been there for a really long time, avoiding having the conversation, eventually having the conversation and having to deal with the fallout, loss of friends, loss of family, loss of spouse, um, disconnected from my kids for a period of time, you know, uh, loss of loss of employees, so, so on. But also getting to the other side and realizing that had I never had that conversation, I would have been operating as a much, much lesser version of who I am today. I would have been serving people at a, as a watered down human. I would have been giving the world a watered down version of me. I would have been giving my kids a watered down version of me. And it eventually got to this space, man, where I'm like, I can't do that anymore because everybody in my life deserves the best version of me. I deserve the best version of me. And I'm not going to tolerate living uh, any any type of watered down version of me ever, ever again. And so anybody that's in that space right now and you're looking at it and you're like, damn, but if I were to do that, I'm starting to consider and think about what's the fallout going to be. You know what? The fallout is a million times less uh, at, and it's going to be hard and I'm not minimizing it being hard, but the fallout is way, way, way better than you being, than you settling on you, than you being a much less version of who you could be and knowing it all your life and settling for that as opposed to, to man, I got to have some hard conversations. Man, I got to let go of a house. Man, I got to let go of a business. Man, I got to go bankrupt. Who gives a shit? If, 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 that's the, if that's the reconciliation that has to take place in order for you to be all of you, and when you come in and contact they, with people, they get all of you, and the world gets all of you, and you know when, it, when, when death comes calling that you have no doubt in your mind that you lived as all of you, all in, all out, 
full send. So what? Reconcile that shit. Let it be what it is. Own it. Because I can promise and tell you on this side, for me, this level of freedom, I have never experienced. I have never been in this. And it is so damn freeing. I don't have a damn thing to hide from anybody. I don't have a damn thing to prove to anybody. I can live all out as all of me and be accepted or not accepted and not give a shit either way. And, and it's incredibly freeing. And everybody in my life at this moment uh, is, is someone that supports all of me. I know that now, right? Because now you guys all get to see me for who I am and all the people around me that are still wanting to be around me. I know they accept me for me because this is who I am. Right. Think about think about if you're living as a lesser version, the people around you right now accept you based on a fake version of you, not on who you really are. So how do you really know who's your friend and who's not your friend if you're not even being all of who you are? That's imagine this. I mean, it's just a it's a series of madness. Right. And, and, And our job at the reckoning is to end the series of madness and get you back to being who you are, loving who you are supporting yourself and who you are, getting people around you that support you and love you for who you are, including your friends and family and, and whatever. And yes, there is fallout, but I can promise and tell you it's, it's, it's a million times better on this side than it is trying to live as someone I'm not. Well, John, I knew for sure, for sure you were going to bring the heat. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I had no idea you were going to bring this much heat, bro. I mean, I I truly, this segment is going to change people's lives. There's someone in this crowd, you've changed their life today. I've taken a bunch of notes. You've smacked me in the face on a couple things myself. And I've been that person that was so ashamed of who I was. I shaved in the dark and I was at the lowest point of my life. And a lot of people thought I was winning. And I said, no, you know, I have got to take accountability. And, And my, when I did that and I had to accept, who I was at that point and who the person God envisioned me to be. And I had to make some very hard decisions. And the first decision was I had to take a hundred percent accountability. So it sounds like to me, this event, we're going to fix the individual. And then once we take a look at fixing the individual, then we're going to fix the operation. So we've got about uh, six minutes, which I didn't leave enough time for questions because I'm just getting lit up with messages in the back channel uh, personally about people that would like to ask questions. So please be respectful of people's time. Please, because I would also like to leave time for uh, John to uh, share how people can connect with he and his tribe. Uh, But please unmute, state your name, and clearly state your question. A question, not a statement, not this is what my experience was. If you're going through something and have a specific question, unmute, say your name, ask John a question, and be respectful of others. Go ahead. John, my name is Maria. Good morning. Go ahead, Marie. John, I have a question about your event, June 15th through 17th. Uh, it, well, maybe two. Is it in person? And if we cannot attend, is there going to be another one? Yeah, great question. Yes, it's always in person um, because we got to see your, your body language. Uh, we have to watch your facial expressions. We have to make sure that you're not closing up. So we have to get everything um, situated. And we found that if we try to do it virtual, people hide. Uh, and we, and we don't want that for you. Um, and yes, we, we do these events typically four times a year. Um, we're considering doing them more frequently because of the demand. Uh, so, so there could be more coming out. Um, if you go to, uh, our website, www.thesmashco.com, uh, we're putting a page up and we will announce them. They, they sell out quickly. Um, and, uh, typically we only take 50 to hundred people at a time because it's very intensive work. Uh, but but yeah, th- there will be more in the in the future for sure. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, and thank you. And uh, who else has a specific question? You having something personal going on? Uh, Nobody's went through. Go right ahead. State your name clearly. And go right ahead. Hi, it's Annette. Hi, John. Um, I heard you say earlier that it took quite a long time to recover from your divorce or your bankruptcy. Um, Looking back, do you have any ideas how people can accelerate that time or reduce that time? Yes. Yeah, great, great question. Um, It took me three years after bankruptcy to kind of pull my head out of the sand and realize uh, I was I was not a bankrupt human. My identity was not in the bankruptcy. 
um, the acceleration period that we often coach our clients through when they engage us in a situation that is ownership faster, right? I did not have a support system when this happened. Literally overnight uh, in the bankruptcy process, I lost a lot of my friends. I lost a lot of my um, a lot of my employees and people around me. Um, my my wife at the time had no idea how to deal with it or help me. I went into a state of depression. Uh, and, and so support and ownership is a big, big deal. Get yourself, if, if you feel like you're sliding into that space, you've got to find someone like me or someone similar that can help you uh, resolve it and, and come to an ownership level of it quickly so that you don't find yourself into a deep, dark, depressive hole, uh, marinating and wallowing in what just happened. Uh, somebody's got to help you start to, to build a, a pathway forward and not just stay in that space. Too often people go through a traumatic event and they stay in the space of trauma too long. And that dramatically compounds what they just went through. So to, in order to get through it quicker, you've got to, you've got to ask for help faster. And I know it's embarrassing. Uh, there might be, um, you know, some level of, uh, you know, shame that you're feeling, but I can promise you the faster you ask for help, you raise your hand and say, I messed this up, the quicker you can get through it. That's a th thanks for that advice. Who else has a question? That's that was an excellent question and excellent advice. Who else has a question? Please just please unmute, say He's your got, name, and ask the question. Ramon, go right ahead. He's got on behalf of uh, our team here, Adam and others. Can you just talk about some of the people that are going to be speaking at the upcoming event that's happening, and or people who have spoken to that event in the past? Thanks, brother. Yeah, I'll I'll roll through it here real quick. Uh, so Scott will be there. Um, and uh, we've got uh, a special operations Green Beret named Adam Smith that's coming um, from a leadership standpoint. This, this man is probably uh, one of the top five leaders I've been around. Uh, his, his ability to articulate what needs to happen with, with also combining it with a level of compassion is very, very uh, amazing. We've got some, uh, a guy named John Hiley that's going to be coming to this event. Uh, John Hiley is uh, one of the best and smartest uh, marketing. Uh, he's really, really good with content creation. He's really good at the art of strategic seduction. So he's really strong on the marketing side. Another gentleman named Dave Owens is also really great. He owns a, a large contracting company. He's been one of my clients. I've watched this man uh, become several different versions of himself over the last four years that we've worked together. When I found him, he was in a pretty dark place. The company was struggling. Now this man is rolling around at like 8% body fat, very connected to his spouse. His business is on fire. He spends a lot of time outside of the business doing things he loves. So he's a, just a great testimony to it. Um, Mike Claudio, this guy is a beast. Uh, he, he's, he's a great husband. He's a great father to his kids. Uh, he's also been through some very traumatic events in his life. And uh, the, the mindset that he has now is second to none and how he talks about that stuff. And then our good, mine and Scott's good friend, uh, Ryan Stuman. I don't know if you follow Ryan or know Ryan or talk to Ryan, but Ryan is, uh, has been to federal prison. His story is amazing. And now he's one of the most um, thriving business owners that, that Scott and I know. The guy is very genuine and, and uh, takes care of his teams and people and, and all that stuff. And, and, um, and I'm probably leaving some, a couple people out, but it's a good group. And the people that have been there in the past uh, we've had some amazing people. We've had, um, man, the, the names, you know, Sean Henry, who owns a $200 million a year solar company and has been through uh, life and whatever. But every single person we bring to this event that helps us in these events to go to take people through the reckoning has gone through dramatic adversity. And I'm very dramatic adversity. They've gotten their teeth kicked in in life and in business and in, and in their relationships and have come out on the other side. Right. So so they all can relate on some level, whether it's me or some, you're going to find somebody in that leadership core that can relate to your specific situation. There's nothing that's going to be brought up or come up that one of us have not been through. And, you know, John, to really become the best version of you, you've got to have those hard conversations. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times do we avoid them? How many times do we sit down and avoid them because we just don't want to go through that uncomfortable situation? And yeah. what you're saying and what I've heard you clearly say is you're right. I go to a lot of events with that imposter syndrome. I go in thinking, man, I don't belong here. I go and hear speakers speak and I'm like, man, they got their shit together way more than I do. They're so far ahead of me. And then you get envy and then you go through 
man, you feel bad because you're not to where they are. There are people that are listening to us and even saying, man, I'd like to be where they look. We all go through things. We all have adversity. It's just how do you choose to deal with it? How do you choose when you walk at that door or engage that person? My whole world could be falling apart. I'm dealing with some things right now that I've never had to deal with before on a personal level. Um, and But when people deal with me, when, when I go and interact with people today, they deserve the best version of me. And I've mm. got to leave that at home because I've got to leave these 175 people today. I've got to sit through an eight-hour meeting today. That's not enjoyable to me. But I'm going to show up, and when I engage my staff and pass my team, I'm going to give them a knuckle bump. I'm going to give them a hug. I'm going to say, you know what? I appreciate you today. I appreciate what you do for us. And when I engage them and I see something's wrong, I'm going to stop and say, yo, what's up? Well, no, I'm fine. No, you're not. I can see it in your eye. What's going on? Come talk to me real quick. But, man, I'm going through this. And next thing you know, tears and snot's flying because I took time to look them in their eye and say, hey, how is your day going today? And so that's the things that you learn by by getting around people that call you out for your BS. You know, that's truly the people that you need around. And guess what? Sometimes if you're if you don't understand, they have your best interest in mind. You say, gosh, that person's just being a jerk or that person's being mean to me or that person is just. No, that person that calls you out when you're you know, not getting up and working out or you're not, you know, being a great spouse or a great uh, wife or husband or good friend or good leader, they'll stop and say something to you about it. Those are the people that you need to be surrounded with, not the yes, sir, not the yes, ma'am. And you're right. You're exactly right. You come back from some of these events and you're pumped up and you're like, what the hell do I do? We just got back from one of the best events I've ever been to. Some of the most amazing speakers in the world. E.T., are you kidding me? E.T. had me jacked up. I was ready to run home. You had uh, Ed Milet probably delivered the best speech I've ever heard in my life. But what do you do when I come home? What do I do about it? How do I change? Like what? How do I improve? And we all can improve in different ways. But first and foremost, if you want to improve, you got to take a really good look in the mirror and say, is that a good person? And how can that person improve? Am I a good husband? Am I a good dad? First, first good husband, second good dad, third, am I a good leader? And fourth, am I good to the people in my community? And there was a time in my life, John, when I, I was so embarrassed of who I was, I shaved in the dark, cut my face all up. It looked like I'd gotten a fight with my razor. My staff was like, what's, what's wrong? I couldn't, I didn't have the guts to tell them, but I also didn't have the tribe that I have today. I'm a better person today striving to improve because the people that are around me, the John Paramores, the Ramon Rays, the Danell Delgados, the Glenn Lundys, the people that are here on this stage that I've learned from over the last two years, people say, you look different. You talk different. You walk different. You damn right. I do. And you know what? I'm even going to get better because I'm not done yet. I'm not huh. done yet. And then you know what? In that room, I'm going to get called out on some of my BS too. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. Because I know people in that room, we all truly care about each other. And I know it's going to be a powerful and impactful event. So, John, how can people connect with you, brother? How can how can people connect with uh, with you, your company? I know you don't spend a whole lot of time on Clubhouse, but uh, I appreciate you agreeing to join me today. I know you're extremely busy. Anybody that's ever through an event knows the days leading up to it are just absolutely crazy. But how, how can people connect with you? And, uh, you know, and I just want to also, before we're done, thank you for joining me. But how can people connect with you? Yeah, easiest is uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can, you can, there's not a lot of people named John, J-O-N. So leave the H out, J-O-N, Paramore, P-A-R-A-M-O-R-E. Uh, you can find me pretty easy on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on uh, Facebook a lot. I, I, I I also have a podcast that we used to do. If you go to, um, I don't care if you go to Spotify or, or Apple and you type the words in go to war, uh, my podcast will come up. Uh, we did a hundred episodes solo and now we're about to do, uh, uh, we're calling it go to war XL, which I'm doing with Adam Smith, the, uh, the special forces green beret. Uh, and, and it's going to get even more raw and real, but, uh, I, I can promise you, if you just listen to the podcast alone, that will change your life. I get messages all the time from guys just saying, um, you know, 
pr- please bring the podcast back, get it back because the, they, they could take away so much in just a 30 minute session on, on podcast. But I, I drop this stuff on social media. I am fully transparent. Uh, I know that I am a, a, a human that makes mistakes. I share the mistakes. I don't talk about, I talk about the wins sometimes cause you got to sprinkle some of that in, but my social media and, and my podcast and everything you guys heard here is not a highlight reel. It's real talk. It's it's what I do. It's the fights that I battle every single day. It's the mindsets that I battle every single day, uh, and it's and it's the it's the passion and the and the process of how uh, I just help people turn their shit around. And that's it, right? I, everybody deserves a second chance in my book. And if I can just give them a little bit of an opening and a pathway to go create it, uh, then my life will be completely fulfilled. Well, John, I thank you so very much for joining me today. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, John calls it the way he sees it. You know, some people say, well, you know, he cussed here and cussed there. You know what? Um, I I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, That's part of people's passion. That's part of how they connect. And uh, sometimes you just need people to call you out on your BS. But, John, uh, the the person right below us, which this is his house. This is his group. This is – this is the this is the founder, the visionary, the person that started Breakfast with Champions, the person that is a very dear friend. And I want to connect y'all to individuals uh, because I'm speaking at your event and I don't really speak at a whole lot of events. I speak at people's events. It's not something I do, but I do it because I respect and admire you. I do it and I respect and admire. Glenn Lundy calls me. I'm answering and I'm going to go serve. So... Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.